Hey everyone, this is Bex, Coach Beard's assistant's assistant, you know, one of Michaela's boss-ass bitches. As you may have noticed from the title of the episode, this is a bonus episode of Coach Beard's Book Club. We recently had the opportunity to sit down with Kenny, Sai, and John from LassoCast. They asked us about our podcast and the books that appear in the episodes of Ted Lasso. We had a blast. We chatted about the books that we've read, the books we're going to read, and some of the books that we really, really don't want to read. At the end of the episode, they actually quizzed us on opening lines to different books, and I'd say we did pretty well overall. The only one none of us got, well, I'm okay. I accept that none of us got that. They were kind enough to share the audio with us so that we could share it on our channel as well. Once you've listened, if you don't already, please be sure to head on over to LassoCast, the original Ted Lasso fan podcast. Subscribe and give some of their episodes a listen. They're fantastic. I mean, definitely one of my top three Ted Lasso podcasts. So once again, we want to give special thanks to Kenny, Sai, and John for having us on their podcast and allowing us to share this audio. We hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it. Welcome to Lasso Cast, a podcast that talks about Ted Lasso. Not, not the only one, I'll say, because we have some guests that might answer that article. I am, of course, Kenny Madison, awkwardly opening the episode. Along with me are my co-hosts, John and Cy and Kenny. And today <laughs> we have Coach Beer's Book Club joining us to talk about books. Introduce yourself, Coach Beard Book Club. <laughs> I'm Michaela, um, I'm Coach Beard's assistant, and these are my three lovely boss-ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bex, and uh, yeah, I was really excited by Michaela's book club project, and then she asked us to join her, um, so she didn't have to, she could share the load. Of, yeah. of all the work that it involves. And I was like, yes, I love podcasts. Let's do this. I'm in. <laughs> I'm Adrea uh, in Chicago. And I also similar was like, uh, I'm just more obsessed with books. And then Michaela's like, let's do this together. And I'm like, I know nothing about podcasting, but uh, sure. <laughs> I'll talk about books on, uh, you know, recorded. So yeah, excited to be here. Thank you guys for inviting us on. Of course. And I'm Marita, and I'm the resident research nerd, I guess, and mm. kept messaging Michaela and being like, you know, this, and then also this. And, and so I got um, tagged into this, too. <laughs> awesome. Outstanding. So, Michaela, uh, you were already just chronicling all of the coach, all of Coach Beard's books already? Just um, on your own? No, definitely not all of them. Um, for instance, there's some of them I didn't even spot. Basically, what happened was... There was only three people. I did the, a sort of YouTube video. I didn't know anything about podcasting either. Mm -hmm. um, and the only three people to ever respond to the YouTube videos are here with us. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, do you know what? It's the same three people. They're all brilliant. They're all like coming up with different sort of takes. So I'm, I sort of like tentatively messaged them all separately. and was like, is this something that you would be interested in? No pressure. Like fully expect them to be like, please go away. But they all wanted to join in, and then we just group chatted it, and it's this has been us ever since. 
That's amazing. Love that. Yeah. It's so uh, much better, like so much better since the four of us since we're all together. How yeah. long have you guys been doing this? Not long. Oh, no, like three episodes or something. That's oh, three yeah, episodes that. Yeah, you did a couple episodes last year. Um, Two? Just two. I just did two before. I was like, I can't do this on my own anymore. (laughs) I need to to rope these women in. Please help. It was Dharma Bums and I don't remember. Enderscape. Was it Enderscape or did we do that together? We did that. No. Oh, oh, it was... can't remember now yeah dharma bums and ender's, ender's game, game were the right. first two that you did and then yeah. since then we've done a wrinkle in time uh mm-hmm. we had a movie night with iron, yeah, Giant. iron Giant. yeah that was fun <laughs> and we have um miss peregrine's home for peculiar children coming out or i mean i don't know when you're putting this out but it will be out probably oh, yes. by then because it's coming out tomorrow uh, oh, okay nice yeah so that's do you already have out. do you already have like the next so and so amount of books planned out. Year that's that, that's Andrea's job. She's <laughs> 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 the planner. Uh, um, their calendars. But yeah, we basically. Oh, nice. There's so a- right now. Stuff the beautiful and damned. We're still debating uh, whether we do anything with the fountainhead. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we do each have that role. Like Michaela does the. Like she started the project, so it's really her baby. And then she does all the YouTube side of things. Andrea's our our project manager, as she said. Marita's the master researcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the two of them do our social media. And then I just do the audio end of just. things. Oh, nice. Not just. She does a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm learning. I, it's it's a learning curve, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'd have for, given up though. So like if I hadn't you're saying it was my baby, it's not really because I would have given up by now had I not had you three Well I've I listened to the two episodes you have up on Apple Podcasts and you all have a great chemistry and a lot of great insight. So it's uh that's good if you would have told me you've been doing it for a year, I would have believed you. You know, it doesn't seem like a brand new thing. Yay! I think we're That's just so kind of here. book nerds. Like I said, we're Ted Lasso and book nerds, right? Like the yeah. best combo. Yeah, yeah. I'll read a book or watch an episode of Ted Lasso and have all these like, oh, what about this and this? I saw this and this. You know? Yeah. So we all kind of have that. So <laughs> we work together well. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something about the show. I mean, Ted Lasso itself tends to attract people that you know we're kind to each other and yeah. encourage each other's ideas. And that makes a big difference. I think in, in terms of uh, this could go a lot of different ways if people just wanted to clash over ideas. Yeah. yeah. We're all pretty supportive of each other as well. Like it's, you know, you first book club second kind of mentality, like we've all got to be enjoying ourselves. And I think that that's what makes it good. How many books do y'all read uh, in a year on average? Like just on our own. Yeah. Well, last year, I think I hit 60. Wow. Oh my God. But yeah. <laughs> um, but that was the first year I was like on Goodreads. So I, that's the first time mm-hmm. I really kept track of it. But I, I got my doctorate in like Hispanic literature. And so my job is to read basically. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and so reading these books that we're reading that these sort of very white male books uh, as Ted has seemed to gift not all of them obviously Miss Peregrine is not that way uh, well actually he is the author is isn't he Wrinkle yeah time oh, is Wrinkle in Time is Madeline Wrinkle in Time is not there we go I knew there was one um, 
There's one. These are books I never read. You know, these are like I'm reading a hundred years of solitude and I'm reading, you know, mm-hmm. like different, different Mexican and Cuban authors. And so now I'd like to read these like old white guys. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. The Dark Horse was rough. Oh my God. That, that was, I don't know why I started with that book. That was rough. <laughs> well, it's the first book on the show. It is yes. the first book we see. Well, inventing the pyramids successes really. I tried to con my husband into reading that on my behalf because I was fully like, it's about sports and statistics. I'll cry if I have to read that. So I tried <laughs> to get him to do it. But we're, it's, it shows up later in the in this series as well. So we'll just we'll come to it eventually. Yeah, just get the I, spark notes. I I'm assuming from that you're not a sports person. Me no. No, and it's so weird because my husband was like, let's watch this show. And I felt like, you know, like you've taken a lot of liberties when it's a partnership and you're like choosing shows. And I've had like three in a row that I wanted to watch and I had yeah. to give one. And I, it was like, it's it's about soccer. And it, I knew all Jason Sudeikis, but I didn't know him as, quite as well as I do now. Um, so I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. I, you know, I'll support him, I'll watch it. And he ended up being like, yeah, I really like this. And I ended up being like, stop everything, start a Twitter account. <laughs> like, fully invested in it. <laughs> I just gotta take note though that I I think we've finally broken Michaela because she just mm-hmm. called it soccer. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! No, There's no, no need to that out. yellow card. Wow! I'll oh, never let that down. I'll never let that down. No, you really won't. I, I feel so so proud that I was here for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. It didn't go as hard on them this time because I don't know if anybody saw Brendan's tweet at somebody, not Hannah, but somebody had tweeted. <laughs> picking him up on Paul and it's soccer and he just eviscerated them on Twitter and I was like yeah I'm gonna stop like I can be much for that <laughs> we don't mind we we think it's fun <laughs> uh John if you could just take Michaela's soccer sample and just put that at the front and the back of the episode sure <laughs> so I'll make a song every- out of it oh please Oh dear! Oh, I like that. this <laughs> uh, so we know Michaela's not a sports person are any of y'all sports people in general I think I'm the sports nerd here too. Um, you are yeah. wearing my Liverpool. Are you in a jersey today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marita's definitely the sports. I mean, I like sports enough, but I've never got into soccer or football or anything. It's just, I was, I grew up in New England. I lived mm. in Foxborough. Oh, yeah. uh, if you're familiar with football, I know Kenny, that's not really your thing, but <laughs> like no. football, American football, um, <laughs> Foxborough is where the New England Patriots play. So oh. kind of a default. Um, <laughs> and of course, a Boston Red Sox fan, but um, more casual than anything else. So yeah. I'm the same. I'm more casual. I love like I will religiously any Chicago team I will watch. I also my parents are from Argentina, so. One like 100% support Argentina mm. and anything they do. And um, yeah, so for me, it is definitely more the book. I'm more, I'm more of the book nerd. Like I actually, you were talking about how many books we read. I actually read 80 books last year. Oh my um, gosh. And I, I, I love reading. So for me, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm here for the books. Can yeah. we get stats from all of y'all? You guys are very impressive. Yeah. So we've, got 60, we've got 80 Michaela, what do you got? Honestly, don't know because I'm going to be honest. I started the book club to make me read more because uh, I'm, okay. I'm not a great reader. I wasn't a great reader. Then I was. Then I went to uni and just sickened myself of it and then didn't really pack up another book. And now 
Um, I would say probably on average maybe like 10 books, but before this and now I'm like, like I'm actually encouraging myself to read more and more. Mm-hmm. So I'll be aiming for more. But Yeah. I love that. Marita, what about you? Mine's going to be a little bit depressing. Um, so I used to be a really voracious reader. And since the start of the pandemic, um, lost my brother right at the start of the pandemic. And then my dad last fall and just sort of the intervening space because my dad had cancer and I was taking care of him. I, I couldn't read. I just could mm. not sit down and focus at anything. So actually the first book I picked up after like dealing with all of this was Dharma Bums. I was like, okay, so that's... Um, it's like an assignment, you know, I've, I, I teach at a university, so I've basically been in school my entire life and I can handle it if there's deadlines. And so now I read two or three mm. books a week, but uh, up until last Whoa. fall, it was for the pandemic, it was not happening. Wow. And then Marita's, your dad, didn't, he died on the, the same night as the episode as, um, yeah, he, he, he died the same no day that, that No Weddings and a Funeral came out. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow. That was just, I mean, it wasn't a shock. He had cancer and he was at home hospice and stuff. And it, we could tell he was fading. But I that was kind of my night to sit with him. My mom and I were taking turns. And I like, I'm like, okay, I need an hour break. So, you know, it dropped at like nine Pacific. Mm-hmm. So I went and watched that and then came out and it was my night. And sometime in the night, he passed away. Wow. It was wow. like, yeah, it was really Ooh. weird timing so sorry for your loss it's so yeah, it's, much it's a lot yeah that's um, a lot so thank you um I, yeah. I think having the book club and having ted lasso community in general has been something that that like really helps all of us in that sense when things are tough and we need that community uh you know i know each of us have had not necessarily that extreme some as extreme but different things that come up and just for us to be like you know hey we're gonna be you know, not judgmental anyway, like whether we're curious or not, you know, we're, Mm -hmm. we're we're at least not judgmental. Yes. And Um, we've all had our moments in the group chat. I mean, I have. (laughs) 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 Where I'm like, uh, you're on, like, if you don't hear from me for the next couple of days, it's just because things are overwhelming right now. I'm not gone. I'm coming back, but give me a moment and never forget. Yeah. Great. Take care of yourself first. And, and I really love that about this group. Yeah. Me too. That's that's nice. That's such a good sensation to be able to feel comfortable enough with folks to be like, you know what, I'm gonna peace out. I'll be back later. But and, then- and with people that we've never met in real yeah. life, you know, yeah. like we we all met through <laughs> fandom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we were so excited to talk to you. Speaking about fandom, because as we know, Ted Lasso fandom is such a voracious fan base, and y'all are a niche of a niche of a thing. Just digging <laughs> into it, because I'm I'm certainly not versed in the tomes of literature that this that this show has. Um, yeah, out out of the books that appear in Ted Lasso, do y'all have a favorite? What stands out to you the most? I'd probably say more the ones I'm looking forward to reading um, would be, I'm really looking forward to reading Bird by Bird. Mm. Um, yes. And I'm really looking forward to reading, I think because it's an eighth episode that, that Beard is holding about a boy mm-hmm. uh, and it's in line with what Nate's going through, I'm really looking forward to like not just read it, but compare it to that episode. So probably those. My favorite so far has probably been um, A Wrinkle in Time, for sure. Yes. Oh, cool. 
It's been yeah, and there's a it's uh, someone that I, I'm not sure if it's on the schedule or not, but someone that Beard mentions in the episode where he's telling Nate that everyone can share the light is Suzanne Simard, and her book was not out at the time that episode came out. It's, been it's on the list. It is yeah. on the list. Good. I'm really looking. I actually, my mom read that and keeps telling me how great it is, and I keep telling her, just wait, I'm going what is, to. <laughs> what is the book? Um, Suzanne Samard is a, a forestry researcher. She did her doctorate actually at Oregon State where I teach. Um, and she basically did all of this research. And at the time, being a woman in forestry research was rough anyway, but she discovered that basically trees in the forest communicate to share nutrients mm-hmm. and light. Um, and so Beard mentions that when he's trying to explain to Nate that every, everyone can kind of share in the glory. Um, and I'm trying to think of the the name, but it's it's kind of a kind of a memoir, but it goes through the science I too. Think it has, I don't know why, it, I thought it had something to do with mushrooms or fun, like some sort no, of No, that's fun. a different book. That's, that's a, a different life. one. Right, okay. Is so it, uh, it on the last find, <laughs> Finding the Mother Tree? That is the book, yes. No, that sounded very interesting to me. I put it at the top of the list. <laughs> Andrea spotted the book as well that I would never have spotted with Miss Peregrine's. Is oh, that yeah. Miss Peregrine's <laughs> there for a half a second. Yeah, like half a second, and she, and she spotted it. So like, I would never in a month of Sundays have seen it or even guessed what it was. Yeah, I didn't and even she was know like that. It was a striking cover. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, uh, it's for it's literally on the screen for seconds. It has such a seconds. striking cover. And I had read the book before I recognized it. Yeah. And the, like I said, the cover is so striking. And I was like, I was looking at the list. I'm like, oh, you don't have Miss Peregrine's. And she's like, what? I'm like, oh, like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> here is this freeze frame of this exact millisecond where it showed up on the screen for a second. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's a little bit blurry, but you can see it. Yeah. yeah. I went through because there's one other player who, who you can see holding an unwrapped book, but all you kind of see is a red yellow blur. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give I'm, I'm going to take. I'm going to kind of cheat. And honestly, the thing I'm most looking forward to is our next movie night. <laughs> and um, because we're going to do It's a Wonderful Life, but we're going to do a Christmas in July. <laughs> right. Oh, fun. Nice. So uh, one of my favorite holiday movies. And, um, you know, I just think there's so much there, especially with the way we see Ted in the scenes where he's watching it and everything. So I think that's the one I'm most looking forward to in the near future. But (laughs) what I really like is the fact that it is getting me to read books. I never would have picked up. Now, will I pick up another Jack Kerouac book? No, I will not. (laughs) That that was enough for me, but I'm glad to say that I did it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now that you're mentioning it's a wonderful life, it just reminds me. I'm just putting two and two together. The fact that Ted Lasso feels like such a Capra esque leading mm. man. Like Mr. Smith goes to Washington comes to mind, where Mr. Smith just kind of tries to challenge the system. Uh, mm. Yeah. What do you think, Johnny? Any any other insight into that? Nope. Kenny, why would you ask me? You don't think I know about it's a wonderful life? You, you know what, Sai? You're right. Thank you for calling me out. Uh, Sai, what do you think about that? I've never seen it. But <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like your that. assumption. I've, I've never, seen, never seen, seen it either. either. Oh, seen I just watched it for the first time, what, three years ago? Uh, hot take from me. Uh, this is a Lasso Cast exclusive. Good movie. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to actually be controversial for a second. I was like, are we going to have to like <laughs> fight? No, when here's the um, thing. Frank Capra, he makes good movies. Yeah, yeah I've heard the name. 
Um, <laughs> when are y'all going to do that? We'll, we'll make sure that we watch it so we can listen. Uh, the goal is for that episode to come out in July. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll watch it. I haven't seen it. We would fix a more specific date, but we're too scared. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we, because we've had to build in some time for life you know have, um, yeah. the, the plan was the first week of each month to release something but sometimes things you see that shift. original schedule i was so um optimistic yeah you it's were very ridiculous. ambitious it was like a book every two weeks yeah, <laughs> oh my it's god funny it's yeah. funny when i was looking at your release schedule like the two episodes that are up on apple Podcasts, and that they're one a month i was like somebody who reads Somebody who like me who starts about twenty books a year and finishes two, I was like, how are they going to read a book in a month for each episode? And well, well that's a big question this week. month because I'm struggle. I'm going to struggle. I'm actually going to admit that I haven't even started it. Oh my god! So we we had this deal on the Twitter account. I've been putting up accountability posts where every three days I'm like, okay, this is how much we have to get through. Right here is a reading comprehension question for you, and apparently. <laughs> blowing me off yeah, yeah. I, I, I did ask for extra time i've not even started that so I'm gonna, this I'm is, gonna. i know you said that you get distracted with audiobooks i listen to audiobooks for most of these because um, I, I you know it fits in my commute mm -hmm. i I have three books going at every any given time. And so one of them is an audiobook, one is a book to sleep by, and then one is like maybe a, a school related book. Mm. So maybe if if you get distracted with audiobooks, maybe try reading along with the audiobook. Like you know, listen I, to I, it. I'm definitely doing well, that's an interesting idea. Definitely listen to it audio. and like focus on the words on the page so you don't distract yourself so by like scrolling Twitter. Yeah, and I'm going to be clean as well. I'm, that means I'll actually get some proper cleaning done if I have to like do it to listen to this book. So. It is, as the books we've done go, it's on the painful end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, Did you it's say not what a good book time. you're reading? Oh, yeah. we're reading The Beautiful and Damned. Um, oh, okay. Which is... Uh, I, I'm know, not saying his name. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. F Every Scott time we Fitzgerald. say Gerald McKayla either. Has anybody seen Ted 2? The movie with um, Seth MacFarlane's movie, the Teddy Bear movie, Ted 2. No. No, although right. oddly so, I was talking about it with a group of friends yesterday and I hadn't thought about it for <laughs> years. Synchronicities. Synchronicities. There's just a bit in it that where they, they're like, his name must be fuck because otherwise why would he hide it? So his name must be because she was so she was like F Scott Fitzgerald. She's like, why are you saying F him? What's he done? Because like, no, his name's Francis. And they're like, no, it must be fuck. So now I can't say his name without saying fuck Scott Fitzgerald. I'm sorry for the language only say that. F Scott Fitzgerald. But oh no, we don't bleep. Okay. <laughs> Also, to just show a little bit into my personal life, uh, yesterday I was with a group of college friends, and we had just accidentally watched all of season one of Ted Lasso. And nice. one of the, I know, right? I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back. For an accident? Uh, yeah, <laughs> for an accident. A happy accident. I once, yeah, I once rear-ended someone, and I just said, good job, Kenny. You did it. <laughs> Uh, but one of the things that we kind of stopped and talked about were the books that they gave out to the players. Uh, Roy, of course, getting A Wrinkle in Time, Sam getting Ender's Game, and Jamie getting The Beautiful and the Damned. And we kind of looked at each other and went, "What has anyone read read that one? Uh, can you, can you, <clears throat> not that I don't already know what The Beautiful and the Damned is about. Give me a <laughs> for little the bit. listener. Yeah, for the listener, of course. Can you give us a little bit of insight on what 
what that is in relation to Jamie? Um, it, it's it's the the like over the top expense, the 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 glitz, the glamour, the thinking, like that narcissistic central. I, I don't know. I we have to. We've talked about this a little bit, but is Privilege. it like did he give it? Yeah, privilege is a part of it. But like, was this just, did he know Jamie was going to throw the book out anyway? So he just wanted to make a joke? Yeah. (laughs) just gave him the worst book that he has. Well, and he's, Jamie's the only one who doesn't get a young adult novel. If you look at what everyone else gets, right? Like everyone else gets a YA novel and Jamie gets like this F. Scott Fitzgerald jazz age, you know. That's funny. (laughs) Um, Yes, it is. It's very funny. Um, Huh. You'll have to listen to the episode to find out more. Yeah. yeah, we will. The characters are very much socialites, like you know, which I think kind of relates to Jamie, like young, beautiful, hip, you know, oh. and they're in the scene, they're doing the thing. And so I feel like the, I feel mm. like there's gonna be a relationship. I mean <laughs> yeah. what <laughs> what I find interesting though is that um at least as far as I've gotten, I'm only, you know, maybe a fifth of the way through these people came from money and Jamie did not. So there's a big, mm. a stark difference yeah. there. You know, Jamie grew up in, in the projects, basically. What do you call them? The estates. Estates, yeah. Yeah. So it's basically like growing up in the projects uh, here in the U.S. And so he doesn't come from that same place, but yet he he still puts on those airs that, that a lot of the characters in the book seem to mm. put on. So yeah. It- funny side note of trivia is like all the people in the book who are rich who are not from new york are from kansas city um yeah i haven't gotten that far but she's from there right so she and her family and then because her cousin is his friend uh, yeah so basically we've got the new york and then all that group from Mm -hmm. kansas yeah i just thought that was entertaining i do Mm. like the possible headcanon that ted knew that jamie was not going to read this book and so just did it for the joke so he just has that title (laughs) on the back of his head and going is that about me maybe i'm damned (laughs) well and i'm a little disappointed with ted being as generally swearing averse as he is that he didn't like edit it out you know with like a little piece of duct tape (laughs) beautiful darned the darn (laughs) (laughs) banged (laughs) <laughs> with the same tape that he covered Tilly's Tilly's exactly with. Yeah. yeah I would like to to see like a, a bonus skit or something of Ted like in a thrift store in, in London just like picking out books yeah that would be amazing yeah. and dogs will like that <laughs> yeah that was my other thought is like you know I assume that the night before that Ted and Beard were talking about the players and all that stuff, right? We we kind of get a, a scene to that. And they are talking together about these books and mm-hmm. and that Beard throws this one out for Jamie because he's just like, hey, you know what? Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's Beard's it's Beard's idea here. I love yeah, that that would also strike me as honest because Ted so much tries to get through to Jamie, um, but kind of starts getting foisted until uh what two aces um, mm-hmm. yeah that's it that's the i feel like it'd be good to see jamie reading it and as we talked about this a little bit but i really want to see kind of jamie even just in a background scene just reading the book so it shows his sort of full transitional <laughs> yeah. arc you know where he's come back to like oh i shouldn't have chucked that i like but i want to see, I wanna yeah. see that same book with like a piece of lettuce on it, <laughs> yeah. it <laughs> but but so i I was thinking a different edition so it could show he actually went out and, and, got and bought it or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a nice leather we've been, bound. We've been playing with on Twitter because we, you know, first of all, 
with the exception of Sharon, we don't see the women in the series with any books, which bugs me yeah. a little bit. Um, That's a good call. But Ooh. we also don't know what the other players got. So every few days on Twitter, we've been like putting a call out and having people suggest books for the mm. different characters. And that's been a lot of fun because suggestions yeah. are coming from all over the place. Like Even I some people... cast members have suggested books as well, which is fantastic. Oh. Yeah, we... um. Who was it? Adam Colburn suggested. Yeah. He was brilliant. And I'm going to read that as well because I'm an angry little elf sometimes in the book. <laughs> it's basically, you know, for me and somebody like Baz to, you know, just see how it doesn't help yourself to be that angry all the time. So I thought that was an excellent suggestion. Yeah, so we gave him the win. We weren't going to, we did a runner up for that because if you're voting for your own character, you know them better than any of us do. So indeed, yeah. You win. <laughs> I'm sorry, That's I didn't. Like I didn't hear what the suggestion was from the uh, the actor that plays Boz. What was it? It was the hold on. It was something. <laughs> here we go. It's so late at night here. It's something to do with um, anger. It was like a self help, not a self help, but a sort of like non fiction. Uh, it was a self help book. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Was that self help? Yeah. That's funny. Hold on. I can't well, the, the really interesting thing that we've noticed from reading the books, though, is none of the books that were given to one person, like they haven't just been about that person. That's right. Right. Like every book we've read have been, you know, kind of maybe telling them about another character or there's things in it that seem to relate to other areas of the show, which has been super interesting. Mm. To just kind of pick it apart. So having yeah. that having this book like from him for him. You don't know, get mad like, get wise there you go oh. yeah why no one ever makes you angry ever and it's by mike george so adam coben recommended that for baz and i thought i might read that andrea what you were um saying about like how none of the books apply to just one character we especially see that with the movie night with the iron giant i think the four of us came to that episode saying like okay, I think that, you know, this character represents this one. And like, we had four different answers or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was four. Um, the only thing we agreed there. on was that Dean was Hulk. Yes. <laughs> Dean, <laughs> Dean and the Iron Giant. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. We agreed on that. And then the rest of us went off on different paths. It was great. I love that. That's the beauty of like book analysis in general is that like you can take it in so many different directions. You can focus on a character. You can focus on a theme. You know, Marita's connection with uh, Frankenstein in the Iron Giant is just like, was a you joke. know, but like there are lots of little pieces that, you know, we've all sort of latched on to when we when we read these or watch these uh, pieces to say like yeah you know what we do see this in ted lasso there's absolutely a connection here even if it's not one for one like ender's game you start out and you're like yeah this is definitely sam this is definitely sam and then halfway through you're like no this is not yeah sam. Do, do not do this to my sam, my <laughs> sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it is interesting though some of the common themes and i realize they're common themes especially in young adult literature because we've done a lot of those books so far is that the the themes they have in common broadly with ted lasso where we have a lot of lost fathers and a lot of found family um mm. a lot of that running through the books that we've seen so far and transition um, even even mm. in the movie references like frozen and sam says it himself you know it's, it's a really good allegory for puberty so it's it's a lot of transitional things that that we're looking into. I think. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm thinking about Sam getting Ender's game, of course, it's probably teaching him to think strategically. And then at some point 
Ender changes and suddenly gets a little bit more self-aware about what his, I don't know, role in all of this is and not wanting to be a part of it, but still kind of be beholden to it. And then thinking about the end of season two, where he doesn't go with a Kufo, um, stays with the team, but more importantly, he opens that restaurant in London, just kind of trying to not be necessarily be defined by his one position, but instead try that's to That's like what we came else. up with. Yeah. Because I mean essentially between like because that was one of the episodes I did myself and the ladies like emailed in and basically between the four of us we sort of said the exact same thing. Oh. Um but some of it applied and some of it didn't like the way the ender was like on the edge of being evil or sort of good and having to choose that's not Sam to us. Do you know what I mean? Like Sam yeah. is just pure. Well, it's just so pure. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sam wouldn't Sam's very anti-imperialist, very yeah. <laughs> like colonialism. And he's like, you know, when he's he gives Ted back the little army figure, he's like, mm, no, not not my thing. Don't have a fondness for yeah. the military that that you do. And and so those were the parts where we we're like, eh, this isn't so much Sam, but I think Kenny, you're right. Like that, that is absolutely one, one of the directions that we can see that as a broader, you know, we did that. Well, season two had come out, but I don't think we even put that piece together as we thought about it more in the terms of season one. Yeah. But I yeah. think when you pull season two into the conversation, it, it absolutely works. Good job, Kenny. Oh, I'm just glad that I'm good guest on our be... book club. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, please. Uh, we can talk about the Ender's Game sequels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we haven't read. That's one of the things I think many of us have found. Like, Andrea, you said this about uh, Miss Peregrine, that you weren't really interested in reading the sequels. And I feel the same way about the Ender's Game ones. Like, oh, I'm good with just Ender's Game. I don't need more beyond yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Speaker for the Dead is an interesting read and how different it is. And also, I loved it as a junior high kid. And now I'm like, oh, someone that's white identifying is going around saying you're not mourning correctly to folks that identify as uh, Brazilian, I think. Yeah. There's just some icky bits in that book. There's some real. And I think we discussed that as that author is not a good person in any way whatsoever. Oh, is Orson um, Scott that's problematic? Real nice way of putting it. Um, so yeah, we did discuss that. It felt like, honestly felt like to me like sometimes he just put slurs in like Asian and black characters nice so that he could say them or he could, like it felt icky. Like it, it just wasn't. And that's it, like, like, it took us about three books to come up with a book where we didn't have something to address at the start. It was just mm-hmm. like, right. you yeah, know. Was interesting with Ender's Ender's game because one of the things I discussed with Michaela and I think it would be interesting to revisit that when we're actually chatting together but you know at least the the introduction to the book I had Orson Scott Card is sharing reader responses to Ender's game and he comes dangerously close to the point of you know understanding that he and the readers construct meaning together um and but he picks all of these like people from the military who wrote and like really related to the character and things yeah. like that. And he just sort of didn't pick up on the, Hey, there's that anti-imperialist thing that you actually sort of came close to. And then apparently, yeah, <laughs> this was all just a framework for you to share the, I mean, cause when he wrote the book, apparently he just had the idea for that battle arena. Right. And he just wanted to write about that. And the whole book's scaffolded around it. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you nearly got there. Yeah. So <laughs> Are you telling me so that it's accidentally anti-military? 
I mean, I, but is it? I, I mean, Ender is, but I don't know if the whole book is because, yeah, like, spoilers, like, they they tell him, like, oh, this is what your last practice or whatever. And it's actually yeah. a battle, right? Like, they send yeah. them unwittingly into battle. And but, I mean, they do that with how they recruit because they recruit generally, and I'm getting real like I'm now, but they recruit <laughs> generally in like poorer areas and, and that. So it's like there is a sort of lack of consent, really, because some of these people don't have any choice or it's the best option they maybe have out of a bad bunch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, isn't I get what, I get what you're saying there, but it's, I suppose it again, it depends how you pick up on it. Like what you see is good, it's true. But, so, yeah. what you're saying is that. Sam's takeaway from Ender's Game is that he should view his fellow players as child soldiers. Is that correct? Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. That is exactly what we were saying. Yep. That was well the phrase. message we came yeah. back for paraphrasing for us. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah you, y'all don't even need to go listen to that. Oh, wait. That, what, okay, so that's on YouTube right now. Uh, yeah. That one's not available as an audio episode, but uh, we do have plans to uh, separate the audio and, and put it. I, I actually prefer this idea of redoing it and just like... Well, I Maybe, wasn't trying like, to bag on your your YouTube's. I just no, I just have like interesting just conversations my voice. when we. Oh. Yeah. It's just <laughs> me like, talking for like a solid forty five minutes, and I'm like, oh God. 45 minutes of me is too much for anybody to handle. So we, we should maybe <laughs> just re-record them. <laughs> Whatever y'all book, think. I have a question for y'all. Are there any books that you hope to see in season three? Like, are there things that you've seen out in the world that you're like, this feels very oh my you God, know, yes. applicable to the storyline or character or anything? Yes, I um, have a whole list of books that I would give to characters. Um, I don't know if I would say that I would like to see them in there, but like, I kind of more want to see what, like, I really want to know what Ted gave to Colin and mm-hmm. Isaac. We mm-hmm. don't ever see those. Yeah. And I have ideas what I think they should have gotten. Um, but like, for Masselcast, yeah. you did a, a full section where you recommended books for each player. I came along to sort of back up, but I didn't do any of the work. It was all Andrea. So I think you, you mean the Lassocon. Yeah, Lassocon, sorry. Lassocon, it's okay. Lassocon, it's They're looking at us like, we did. Yes, we sure did. We're really proud of that episode. It was great. It's so late here. But yeah, last of con, sorry, Andrea did a full piece where like each character gave books that weren't in the show at all. So yeah. she's really good at that. Yeah, Andrea, what were some of the titles that you had? Um, so I have God, let's see if I can remember. Island of the Blue Dolphins for Keely. <gasps> I've read that book. I love that book. <laughs> I love that book. It sounds like I don't read books. I really do sometimes, but that was exciting <laughs> to know what you're talking about. That's great. And then, like for Colin, it was one that was a long way. Uh, what is that book called? A long way to a small angry planet, or something you got like it. that. I could have it. You nailed but it. It's, bas- <laughs> it's basically about a found family, you know, and this team. But also, there's like a lot in it about accepting different sexualities, and like mm-hmm. we all think in in this crew that Colin is definitely, you know, yeah. he's you know he's he doesn't well, know what he is yet. Yeah. yeah. So and there's what a character. He does. In- and there's a character in that yeah he's just not comfortable saying it yet and there is a character in that book who doesn't know what she is and is trying to figure it out and there's another one that's very comfortable in who they are and um 
you know, it just, there's a lot of exploration of that and also accepting each other for your differences and the things that are, you know, um, accepting each other for the things that you bring to the team and then the things that make you different and, and how we're all meshing together. So it's a very, yeah, like just this, that book very much called a column for me. Um, Bear Town was one I think Ted should read. Hmm. That's a sports book. I don't know if you guys know Bear Town. It's no. a sport book. No. Um, and um, yeah, so I, there, I, there's all ti- all kinds of times I'm reading books and I'm like, ooh, that would be for, you know, like I just, I think about people in my life. I think about these characters that are part of my life now, right? Yeah. <laughs> what I would give them to read. So that's fun. When you say Bear Town is a sports book, what do you mean by that? Like what type of sports book is it? Bear Town is about a hockey team in a small town in uh is it um it's not iceland i can't remember what country it is now someone just recommended it for isaac on twitter actually yeah uh, oh. wow okay yeah but, yeah really i just like to see rebecca and keely with books like reading for pleasure because we get yeah. we see beard reading all the time we see ted reading at least once we see books with dr sharon but yeah I think it, with a show that has that much of a focus on, they clearly put books in as, as an Easter egg at the very mm-hmm. least, right? And then almost none of the women read. Come on. When yeah. Laura and Phoebe as well, I'd love to see what, Indeed. what yeah. Laura or Phoebe would be reading too, because I think you can show a lot of personality in book choices. So, And Nora and Phoebe have a lot of personality. So, Oh, yeah. You know Nora reads. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably all sorts of stuff that most parents wouldn't let her have too. So yeah, <laughs> yep. she's smarter than me. You know, I mean, like she's she's so switched on that. Like, yeah, she would be well read. I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of characters being well read, one of the things that we've talked about in previous episodes of LassoCast is the fact that Ted's favorite book is Fountainhead. We talked about that. At length, I feel like, Cy and Johnny. Um, would you all have any insights that, I don't know, we could steal for our own purposes? I'll go out the way first because I put this on the list not knowing a thing about it. Like, not a thing. And I must say, I think I got three messages, I think. Probably from like, each of us. Yeah, I think it so. was. Definitely messaged you. Yeah, definitely was. Being don't like, make like I don't know it. if you know about this, but... I wouldn't, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to the people who know what they're talking about, and we just took it off the list quietly. And, and like, if we get more context, then maybe. But yeah, by the sounds of it, it doesn't. If I can't quote the beautiful and damned, I'm not no, going to quote. No, the I mean, head, so. I, Rand is like a bad person with terrible ideas who doesn't write well, and like, it's just this. <laughs> there's no, there's no benefit. Com- like, there's, yeah, <laughs> I. The people who like sing her praises just astonish me. Um, well, true. I mean, the people who sing her praises who are not middle school boys. Um, yeah. I, I know there's that. <laughs> I feel like. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I just, I feel like she's one of those authors that people, especially middle school and high school boys, say that they love, but they've actually never read. You know what I mean? Right. Mm. They, they just get this idea, you know, like the, the, proto elon musks of the world who think yeah. they're destined to take over and yeah now i'm getting political sorry <laughs> <laughs> what is fountainhead about oh gosh so it's about 
Uh, I'm going to be super honest. I've read excerpts. I have not read the whole thing because my life is too short. <laughs> there yeah. are so many good <laughs> books to read. However, um, it's about this guy who starts off and he's an architect, but he gets kicked out of architecture school because he's too visionary, basically. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, sorry, who else has read this? Am I off here? Um, but, okay. <laughs> Thanks, are you no. saying no, I didn't read it or no, you're not wrong? Both. Because <laughs> I've, read, I've read excerpts, of, okay. or not excerpts, or like summaries and stuff. If we but do ever have to do it, it's going to be spark notes all the way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're just going to have to compile like, here's this really crappy part. And it's going to have to come with trigger warnings too, because there is a scene in it where they're, um, I'm going to trigger warning, there's a sexual assault or what any rational person would see as a sexual assault but Rand's whole thing right is if you want something it's morally right to take it and so okay. there's this um that, that's a, okay Bex is still with me that's tough. Um, so um yeah there's this scene with this woman and she says no but he sort of forces the issue and it's written as a good thing oh, um God. and I and, and the woman ends up like in a relationship with him, right? But it's the it's, only adults who seem to like this book. If if we're gonna do a little politicalness here, uh, yeah, here we they're, go. They're, oh, yeah, they're libertarians. Mm. Mm -hmm. those are the people so like if you want to try and like align it with something that you might be a little more familiar with it's not like the, the book itself i mean i think marita that's summing up that taking what you like if that's what you want you should just take it although they tend um, to be the libertarians who want liberties for themselves but not necessarily other people mm -hmm. yeah. oh yeah no they're the <laughs> okay. new hampshire types and as there someone who go. lived in new hampshire for 10 <laughs> years i can die. say yeah. <laughs> for your die i'll <laughs> live for you die that's cool yeah. <laughs> because then, all I knew about libertarians before, like having a full conversation about it, was Ron Swanson, who I really love. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, people are like, yeah, no, they did the bad thing with that because they're not really, you know, good. You love him in spite of, not because yeah. of. Yeah, that's right? true. And he tend to, he unlearns a lot of that stuff. So I mm -hmm. get it. But yeah, yeah, so that's what it was confusing. <laughs> I think the thing that we talked about, uh, and Sai, Back me up if you remember this. Uh, it it was like almost kind of a fantasy fulfillment because of the philosophy of that book is if it, it's a moral imperative that if you want something you take it. And Ted is such a selfless at the sake of his own self esteem and worth. Is it some sort of fantasy in his mind where he is like ah I know I don't believe oh, this no. but I I I understand. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I do think that is one of the few things where didn't wasn't there some interview or something where Jason said it was he, it was supposed to just be a joke that well, he picked it. So when, I don't that, when that came out, I don't I didn't see that interview when that came out. There's some woman who I follow on Twitter and I don't remember who it was um, started talking about the Fountainhead. And I chimed in. and was like, oh, my God. And so she just tagged Leanne Bowen who wrote the episode who responded oh, nice. and said that was just a vulgar joke from Jason it was just sort of uh -oh. like her falling out of left field and uh -oh. okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and it is a horrible joke but I demand more of an explanation because the show has it shows so everything. smartly written it's <laughs> yes. so smartly written that like to, to throw something like that in there it has to mean something whether it, it it's maybe the maybe connection to his father was a throwaway when it wasn't is he a well I just I have to I just I just have to jump in for a second because he says very clearly when he says the book, he's like, oh, you're going to like, all right. Yeah. yeah it's, what right? He says. So it's very clearly said. He realizes that he's saying this thing that people are going to be like, what? 
you know? And I mean, I know that doesn't explain it. I'm just more saying like, he says it directly in the show. Like, this yeah, is you, just, you, you expect this ridiculous. Well, there was this one time I knew this guy. Yeah. This ridiculous folksy like thing that, you know, Maybe because yeah. it kept his college desk up because his like desk was wonky or something, and that's why it's his favorite book. <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. It's like practically useful. I yeah. like that too. Actually, that. good book. I like that. I, maybe as a cautionary tale. Maybe Ted learned yeah. how not to bet. I don't know. I, God, we I need answers. Yeah, we do need answers. <laughs> I think that's what's tricky about this show is there are so many things with so many meanings that we're like, it has to mean something. And honestly, if it's a joke, I think that's kind of it's not funny because it's a it's a weird choice for a joke. Oh, it's but funny. it's <laughs> like I kind of I kind of like it. Like maybe not everything in the show is actually that deep. Like they're allowed yeah. to just have throwaway moments, and that was a choice that they make. And all right, I'll take I'm, it. Maybe. Well, and yeah, that's the same thing with the, the book we're doing now for the book club. You know, the beautiful and the damn, or the beautiful and damn. That might just be a throwaway line. Ha ha. You, you know, pretty boy. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we're gonna spend an hour and a half, you know, diving into it anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, that's a little we quite short. That is what we do. <laughs> Do y'all think um, do y'all think Ted Lasso has inspired people to read more? Oh, it certainly has me. Yeah, like because I am I'm at the bottom of the chart in the in the group big time. You know, it was more of like a, if I do this, it'll encourage me, and I enjoyed making the videos and writing the scripts and stuff like that. So it was really kind of weird. It was just something that I did, but I wasn't doing it like Andrea, who's like fully got a load of knowledge about a lot of books and you know Bex who works in uh, literature and Marita who also really likes deep diving into literature I was more just like hi um uh, what should Shut I read? like you know it's so it's, you're as awesome I know, as the but, rest of us <laughs> but I give them their juice they're the ones that you know keep I'm more sort of catching up I think <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it if it has people reading more overall. I think it may have uh, attracted people to a handful of titles. You know, the way that we have gone through and picked out each of the books that are mentioned in there, even as far as Andrea's um, catching Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which is just a quick mm-hmm. you know, a wrinkle in time. Yeah, I bet more people have read a wrinkle in time. Yeah. Uh, I hope more people have not read Fountainhead, but I don't know. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna make the world anyway. They give up pretty quick anyway. So. Oh, I would hope. But but I think there are a couple of titles that maybe it, it's just it's uh, reading books. While it was that was a focus when he gifted them all these books, it wasn't really there isn't really much focus on the reading besides a wrinkle in time. Yes. You know, Beard is constantly reading, but half the time we're not a hundred percent sure what the title is. He never talks about like, Oh yeah. in this book, blah, blah, blah. Like it's not explicit. So I think it's just a way to normalize reading in this universe. Although for men, as Marita pointed out, because the women don't seem to have books. Except Dr. Uh, Sharon. Yes, except Dr. Sharon. And I've got mm. Dr. Sharon's books are on the list as well. The ones that were on our table and Prince of Tides. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, I would love to see, you know, Keely and I'd love to see more graphic novels as well. I think sometimes a yeah. lot of people can think like the only way to engage with a text is to read a novel and like graphic novels are wonderful for people like me who get easily distracted 
Um, so I'd like to see some graphic novels in there for sure. That would excite me since my current research is around comics and stuff. Ooh, there it, would, it would be a shame if, like you were just saying, if it inspired people to read and these, like, not that all these books were horrible, but to the point, like there are some amazing books out there by, you know, diverse yeah. authors and this group of books that Ted has chosen again. Yeah. are like mostly white male, like old books, like most of them are like have tons of racism, misogyny mm-hmm. in them. Like they're not great examples of literature. And that's mm-hmm. also very bumming out to me. Yeah. Right? Like if that is encouraging people to read, these are not the books that we should be encouraging people to read. Not in yeah. every case, again, like Wrinkle in Time is a great book and stuff like that, but it's like, it's dated and you're not going to get people to come in, right? Like, you know, you're not going to get people to come into it if you're reading a book that's, you know, 80 years old. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we hope that that some of our episodes can kind of either lead people to checking out the books or to go like, you know what? Nope. I'm all set. That was enough for me to understand it. And I'm moving on. I do think Mm. some of the books that beard is reading, we might have a little better luck with. Um, I'm not familiar with a lot of them. Andrea's list as well. Like we've already said, you know, maybe just to punctuate the actual books, we'll pick some from the list that Andrea made and just, I'll read that, especially Collins. I really want to do the one that you suggested for Colin. So that's my pitch. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be fun. All right. I think the last question that we've got prepared before we move on to our game. Yeah. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, Is asking y'all, why do you love Ted Lasso? Wow. Do you have another hour? No, <laughs> I love Ted Lasso because I would say, I would say if I were to put it into a sentence, I love Ted Lasso for the, um, be curious, not judgmental for the yeah. empathy, for thinking about who, who you are, what you're giving to the people around you, how you're affecting the people around you and how much we all need each other. Yeah, I'm always going to be here for the the found family trope. Always. It's my favourite sitcom trope. And this one just seems to be elevated. Uh, And and like Sai said earlier, there's so much in the writing that you can rewatch it. I'll rewatch sitcoms for comfort, but I've never rewatched anything quite like I've rewatched Ted Lasso and spotted something every time. And so that's what I love about it. I I love Ted Lasso because I love well-written literature. Mm-hmm. And Ted Lasso watches like it, it comes across to me as well-written literature yeah. now. And that's one of the reasons, and maybe this is controversial hot take why I will absolutely be okay. If it's three seasons and done. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because they have this plan. They know where they started the story. They it's know where working. they want the story to go. It's working yeah. really well. And they're tying it all back together. When you, when you are writing a book series or creating a, you know, one of my other favorite shows is supernatural and they had five seasons planned and it was like really great. And they had this, this sort of bookended story that they were able to wrap up in season five. And then they're like, Oh yeah, but this is doing really well. So let's keep going till season 15. Yeah. Yeah. And, and while things were good, there were also things that were really kind of bad and the story seemed a bit all over the place they were making it up as they went 
Ted Lasso doesn't read to me that way. It's very planned. It's very smartly written. And I, and that's what I appreciate about it. In a single season. You know, if they're good enough to do a three arc season over three years, then they'll be good (laughs) enough to do another season with a three arc. Yeah, I, I fully trust them. I, I appreciate the size with me. A hundred percent. I think I understand there's the business of showbiz. And so like there's an incentive to keep it alive. But I love the discipline of being able to say like, no, this is the thing. This is, this yeah, is what we wanted to tell. Yeah. And like, shut it down after that. Like, I'm here for it. Would you take a spinoff side? Would you be like, if somebody said, we'll do a spinoff, would you be into that? Uh, totally the Roy and Kaylee show? Yeah, I watched that. <laughs> nice. okay, I want the adventure of the pub guys. That's, that's oh, a great chorus. Funny. I love yeah. that. And me. Yeah, and me they, has uh, to be there. Do like a cheers, um, but now. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> that so instead good. of instead of being this intricately planned and plotted show, instead it's just, you know, kind of have a hangout show. Hangout. Yeah. Just yeah. that maze bar. That would be amazing. Because yeah. yeah. me as my queen, I adore me. Yes. Okay, so somebody much. tweet uh, the Ted Lasso people and just say, we'll take a spinoff. We'll settle for yeah. a spinoff of the pub. Yeah, and I want all the women. I want Shannon there. I want Nora there. I want Phoebe. Like, Phoebe well, there's a little at the bar. The pub. We're compromising here. See, we're compromising. We're jumping ahead. Phoebe's working at the bar now. So what I love about the show, because I think I'm the only one who hasn't jumped in yet. Um, yeah. So... You know, I was taking care of my dad as as his cancer progressed. And growing up, my dad and I were really close, but we have incredibly dissimilar tastes. You know, he grew up in a small logging town that doesn't even exist anymore. He's very, you know, like Gunsmoke is always on the TV Mm -hmm. even recently. And so I came to Ted Lasso late at like, you know, I started watching it probably last summer. And you know, it was clear that dad wasn't doing so well. So he started trying to watch shows to me and just absolutely hating everything I was putting on and suffering through stuff just so I would hang out with him. And so we watched Ted Lasso and he was like, I like this show. He's like, I like Ted. You don't have to think too hard about it. I'm like, well, that is exactly the opposite of what I love about the show. But the fact that it works on both levels, like yeah. someone who's just like, there are these cheesy jokes and they work for me. And I can be like, oh, but they put this there and this there. And then the way this and this leaks to this. And this is a callback to that. And he just stared at me when I did stuff like that. But the fact that we could both enjoy it, um, especially at, at that time, I, you know, that was amazing. Yeah, I love that. I think that's why people are able to rewatch it because it like, hits different notes every time you see it, just depending on where you are at. And so your dad's in a space of just like, I'm just trying to watch TV, entertain me. And he got (laughs) it, it delivered. And here you are like, whoa, I'm getting like life lessons from this, or I'm seeing this, I'm seeing that. It's it's such a unique show. It's so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. As Kenny would say, it's a pretty good show. It's a good show. Here's the thing. Frank Capra, good filmmaker. (laughs) Good show. (laughs) It's the only podcast where you'll hear both of those. Yeah, really <laughs> scorching hot takes. Yeah. Scandalous. Scandalous as opposed to peanut butter and biscuits, who's yeah. just like, I don't know. I can't even make a joke. Those guys are nice. Listen, Kenny, I, I'm with you too on that one. Um, beard after hours. <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. Roll. No, no, no. Roll. I think, we are, I think we're team beard after hours here. We are leaders. So 
Oh, sorry, Sai. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sai. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there horrible. are dozens of us. Dozens. It's a massive. <laughs> this is half of the dozen. Literally on the cast right now. Yeah. Okay. We're all right. also team sassy did nothing wrong, which seems to be unpopular on the internet. Wait, too, what is, so. what's all this about? What do we need? Oh, well, we probably shouldn't get too scandalous yeah. here, but there's definitely like, you know, there are shippers. Yeah. There are. And the Ted Becker shippers. Oh, and, Yes, which yeah. are which are great people. Yeah, sure. no, I don't have a problem, and I don't even have a problem with the ship if that's where the writing takes us, right? If that's where the writing takes us, I'm yeah. I'm there to see it. But you know, it's okay to ship, and it's okay to like love your ship above anyone else or other pairings. But when you start talking down about other characters, like you think are yeah, there's some like, sassy hate out there that just doesn't oh, especially in the context of the. In the context of the show, where like you know Roy and Keeler are going to get together, and then like Jamie sleeps with her, and and then but everyone eventually forgives Jamie, right? But people are, are like, or or doesn't even make a big deal of what Jamie did. But then it's a woman who mm. did nothing wrong, right? Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, people are like, "Oh, Ted and her have nothing in common." And she, I saw one that was like, "She's a, a therapist, and she should have seen he was having a panic attack, and she took advantage of him." And I'm like, Oh god. Oh, Sharon. Okay, so people have an issue with Sharon. Not Sassy. Oh no, no, no. Sassy. Sassy. Sassy Sassy. Sassy child psychologist. That's her profession. Oh, Oh, I did not realize that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's why Laura is so smart. It's the comparison is the thief of joy. It's like as soon as like you say, as soon as it comes to one, that's what upsets me is because one of the reasons that I love this show as well is that the women aren't pitted against each other. And I just didn't really want to see the fans doing it on behalf of the writers. Like, they didn't yeah. do that deliberately, you know, because we, we're a shining example of how women should be supporting each other. And um, I just, I didn't really like that, like, everybody sort of does that. But I, I think as well, I don't know, if people were saying, oh, she, you wouldn't, like, go out with your friend's ex or stuff like that, it must be different in Britain because, like, our friendship groups were practically incestuous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculously so. So I don't, I don't Even see Even within how... my sisters, we've dated the same person at different times. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I could spend another 45 like, minutes just talking about that. But like, let's unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> it was in our youth. It was in our youth. <laughs> <laughs> by, by youth, you mean, like, at the beginning of pandemic, like that's, <laughs> that's what you mean. No, I'm, I'm, I've been married how many years? I don't know. Or something like but that. But not to I've someone who dated so. your sister. <laughs> no, not to someone who dated my sister. Although I do think one of them had a crush on him for a little while. Mm. Had. I don't blame her. I don't Back blame shut her. Shut it He's down. Though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. You know, talk. Uh, yeah. Sp- speaking of shutting it down. Uh, let's bring our episode to a close by playing one final thing, which is our game, Johnny and or Cy. You're welcome. I will include you forever. Uh, (laughs) would you tee up our game? Yes. This is a game that I, uh, a simple little game that I came up with today and I haven't told Cy or Kenny about or how much involvement they're going to have in the game. But what we're going to do is. Kenny and Sai will take turns reading the opening paragraph from various novels. And the four of you, I want you to ring in with your name 
or if you want to have a different word that you buzz in with uh, to guess what which novel it is. And if anybody gets them right, they get a point. Um, and the winner will get. Um, it's alarming that you're like looking around our home for, yeah, for a prize. For the listener, it looks like. He's banking on none of us getting any of the novels. Oh. Wow, this is, uh, this is tough. This is uh, might have this. The winner, winner will get my copy of Oranges by John McPhee. <laughs> oh, he loves okay. this book. Just one of my favorite books. Oh, yeah, he loves this book. Now I feel like I shouldn't get them right. Not that I would anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take your favorite book. <laughs> yeah, I like we'll try. I don't know how good I'm going to do with this. Sure. Like, I All love right. books, but there's, yeah, there's a limit. So, if it was 10 glasses, of course, I I'm not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll let's see. bring we'll it. See. Bring it on. We're ready. We're ready. We'll Before we start, we'll should we should we hear all of their buzzer sounds? So that we'll yeah, let's go through and hear knows. what your buzzers. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I thought you said just their names, but I just go with Bex. Andrea. Okay. <laughs> Mikhailo. Wow, my name is slower to say than Bex, so I think I'm at a significant disadvantage. <laughs> well, you can make a noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's make a noise. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, we got a buzzer. We got a, <laughs> <laughs> a Bex. See, M- Michaela's always got her pug, but her pug's not there right now. So yeah, if you could just say. have the dog snort, that would be amazing. <laughs> she sounds like a motorbike, so we she's at my mother's tonight because I thought I can't have her coming up here and snorting into the mic. So well, you want, you want to maybe. snort the buzz in? <laughs> yeah, you can just snort there the buzz in. Yeah. Yeah, it's faster. You have a three-syllable name. Okay, I'll just start. start. Mm-hmm. All right, Kenny, are you ready to read the first question? That that paragraph there. You know I am, King. All right, All let's right. do it. Once there were four children whose names were Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy. This story is about something that happened to them when they were sent away from London to the war. What? Oh, oh, oh bet. It's me. Oh, I think Michaela got it. Oh, first. Michaela did. Yeah, oh, yeah, she did snort. Is this oh. the lie of the witch of the war? You are correct. Nice. <laughs> nice. Wow. You, you, you only needed one sentence. It just the right. the name. She's behind on reading. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna sweep. watch her. Like, yeah, get everything right. She'll just destroy us. Sai, do you want to do uh, the second question? Yeah. Can you see it? I can see it. I'm gonna. We're on Zoom, so folks, don't look at me as they like, get very close. <laughs> it's all right. Um, it was almost December, and Jonas was beginning to be frightened. No, wrong word. Jonas thought frightened uh, and deep. Bex. Ooh, go ahead, Bex. Is it the giver? It is the giver. Oh my! Yes. Wow, ah, that's one of my top five books of all time. So I knew it. That's why I, I got it. it. <laughs> okay. Nice. This is way more competitive than I was thinking. <laughs> so uh, Bex has one, and Michaela has one. Uh, Kenny, let's read question three. <laughs> I'm just now seeing this for the first time. Uh, <laughs> By now, the entire nation knows of my holy trinity of Jim, Tanning, and Laundry, a.k.a. GTL. Let's take this thing from the top. With me. <laughs> oh, I think what? it's real. What you got? Now, I'm guessing it's got to be a Jersey Shore biography, and I think it's going to have to be Polly D. What is his that name? Is, that Jersey is, Shore. All right. Judges, it is Jersey Shore, but it's not Polly D. It's not Polly D. So Vinny or well, I'm not going to get this. So. Does anyone else have an idea? Does anyone else want to chime in? 
I was just gonna say I Snooki. could name like <laughs> two people from Jersey Shore. Yeah, she said Snooky, and I'll say, wasn't there like a the situation? <laughs> it was <Ronnie>? the situation. <gasps> it was the situation. Let me here's the title of the book. It's called Here's the Situation: A Guide to Creeping Chicks, Avoiding Grenades, oh, and Getting in Your GTL on the Jersey Shore by Mike the Situation Sorrentino and Chris Mills. I'm so embarrassed that I didn't <laughs> yeah, was Chris Mills. Yeah. He probably wrote the whole book. I, feel, I think I wish she had her own screen right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> my lord. Okay. It's like creeping chicks. Yeah. Like that. Creeping, creeping chicks. Yeah. He's gross. He's so gross. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's tough. So many regrets. There. So who got the point on that? I think it's Marita. Marita. We'll give it to okay. Marita, I think. Oh, right. Three-way tire. I'm okay. You guessed it. I was one that I didn't even guess. know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like how, how close this game is going. All right, number four. In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. Not a nasty, dirty <laughs> wet hole. <laughs> so, Andrea, take it, Andrea. <laughs> Andrea, go ahead. Uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm not Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit. There you go. You got <laughs> it. <laughs> back up, back up, back up. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. we gotta spread the we gotta spread the love here. <laughs> yeah. I like kept reading after said the word Hobbit, and I'm like, nobody. Okay. I thought it was a trick question. Yeah, me too. That I was gonna be like, actually, it was. I, I knew what it was, but I wanted to share the love. <laughs> wow, four way tie. Kenny, uh, your turn. Question five. Mm. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man. Eh, eh. Oh, wow. Who was first? Marita. Marita. Wow. Oh, now I'm going to get the wrong Austin. Pride and Prejudice? You yeah. got it. I know wow. that one because five sisters and I got five. Well, there are five of us as sisters. So Aww. it's like one of my favorites. Wow. The only one that y'all have needed more than a sentence was the situation. It's impressive. Which is a-okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I I think so cool. right. I'm proud of this fact. <laughs> yeah. We're we've okay got, with that. We've got one more question and then a tiebreaker if we need it. So what are, what's the score right now? Marita has two and everybody else has one. Okay. So Marita, it comes down lead. to this. Get close to the mic. Get ready to go. <laughs> in a nutshell, Paul Walker was the typical blonde, blue-eyed, handsome surfer dude born in California in 1973. Okay, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> a lot of girls <laughs> might have smoothed on him in school. He was first seen in the movies in 1986 via the horror spoof Monster in the Closet. Okay. Uh, it's just a biography of Paul Walker. <laughs> I need the... <laughs> uh, is the Fast and the Furious or something? Like Fast and Furious play? Nope, that is not correct. <laughs> I need the exact title on this one. <laughs> You're not going to get it from me. <laughs> Wrong crowd. Yeah, uh, no. I mean, anything mm, Anything biography on But wait, she has another by. sentence. Okay, okay, I'll keep going. Maybe there yeah. are clues in the description. Um, for a time, he was seen in a number of popular television shows in the 1990s, such as Who's the Boss, Young and the Restless, and Charles and Charge. Charles in Charge, right? Yeah, Charles it's in Charles in Charge. Charge. That's the book um, is full of typos. Of, what was that dude's name? I'm Paul seeing Walker? his face. The actor, uh, oh God. Holy <laughs> This just reads like Tiger Beat. <laughs> what is fabulous is that you said the name up at the top, and multiple people are like, "Who is that guy? What's his Paul name?" Walker. Wait, is this Paul Walker? 
Walker, but like, how is Paul Walker connected with those shows? It is about Paul Walker. Oh, he was his actor. Yeah. The title of the book is Paul Walker, the inspirational life story of Paul Walker. World famous movie star and philanthropist. This is by Gregory Watson. Oh, <laughs> of course. It's a Watson classic. It's a Watson, yeah. <laughs> but I think Marissa's our winner. Ooh, yeah. Marissa's I think so winner. too. Wait, what's the tiebreaker though? I want I want the tiebreaker. Okay. The tiebreaker is a speed round. You're gonna get like eight words, seven words. Are you ready? Okay. It was a dark uh, and stormy night. Uh, I know this one. Wrinkle in time. Oh, Snoopy. Yeah, it was a wrinkle in time. Somebody got <laughs> yeah. it. We, I got three tickets. I just read that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and actually, it goes back to um, Peanuts. Ed, Ed Litton, well, it goes back to Bulwer Lytton, right? Like he wrote that. Mm. That was his original first line, and that's why they have that terrible fiction contest. And do you guys know that the Bulwer Lytton mm. fiction contest? No, I mean I certainly oh God, know it, but John and Sai might not know. So, <laughs> so, so this is worth looking up because it's hilarious. And so uh, Edmund Bulwer Lytton. Uh, uh, I can't even say it now. I've got Michaela's. I know I did. And I'm done saying it anyway. So there's this fiction contest every year and it's because he wrote like this really ridiculous over the top prose. And so they just have a competition for like the worst possible first line of a novel. Uh, that's fun. People that's have fun. the most amazing and they have different categories, but they're, they're fantastic. It is worth it. I will enter that. So good. That's fun. Um, the stuff people comes up with is just unreal. Nice. Walker biography. I can't even. <laughs> you know, our, I just our have to bury my head in shame, American I, yeah. I know. A, Actually, you know what? The Jersey Shore one was worse. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's tougher. The that Paul Walker one is a um is one of those like Amazon self-published Kindle books. So Ooh, mm. quality. I would have given <laughs> ten points to anybody who got that. Right. Uh, but uh. Speaking of self-published, Contractors Book Club, thank you so much for coming on our show and getting nerdy. Uh, Where can people find you all over the place? Well, okay. You can find us on YouTube at Coach Beards Book Club. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms, Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify. at Coach Beards Book Club. You're on Twitter at Beards Book Club. Yes. I believe because Twitter limits characters. Um, I myself can be found at a single man tier on Twitter. <laughs> if you want to interact Beautiful with me individually. <laughs> I'm old Rebecca Rocks on Twitter. Nice. I love that. I'm Andrea DMW at Twitter. And I'm the supremely unoriginal Marie DeBarth at Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Love that as well. How boring. I know. (laughs) Thank you all so Um, much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. This was wonderful. There we all talk over each other all the time. So you're gonna have a blast editing this, but uh <laughs> there's no editing. No editing. Your audience is gonna struggle. (laughs) (laughs) They love it. I say as if I'm not part of that audience, you know. Yeah, yeah y'all are used to it. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for it. having us. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank thanks you so much. Guys. Thank you. Ton of fun. Oh, I meant to say, I just created a Goodreads for this year so I could log all the Star Trek books that I've been reading. 
Ooh, what Star nice. Trek books? I just finished yes, the Andrea's Star Trek. Hmm? Oh, yes. Uh, Andrea's our Star Trek fanatic. Uh, Thank uh, you. I just finished the Star Trek A Time 2 series. That was leading up to Star Trek Nemesis. Great mm-hmm. read. Lots of, of space politics, which is exactly what I love. I love uh, that. And right now I'm reading the, I'm not reading a Star Trek book for the first time in a while, which is the oral history of Mad Max Fury Road. Are you reading that too? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I just started that last nice. night. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm. I'm loving awesome. it so far. Yeah. Well, we uh, we were talking about starting a Goodreads for the Coach Chris <laughs> Book Club, right? Yeah, yeah I'm gonna still do that. That's, that's still on my to do list. We yeah. just don't have it yet, so we can't promo it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's like the letterbox for books. I love it. Oh, yeah. Love yep. it. Good uh, times. We'll let Michaela. We'll let you get back to sleep. Yeah, I didn't. I, I stayed up. I powered it. I had an app in the afternoon, so I'm okay. With it. Nice. <laughs> it's, it's only twelve thirty. It's, oh. it's only twelve thirty. So yeah, it's not that late for okay. me to be honest. This is, this is early. Computer <laughs> said sometimes how late we finish. You're just, you're just getting started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I stay up all night. Now. <laughs> Huh. All right. No, it was worth it. It was worth staying up. Thank you so much. Yeah, oh, thanks yeah, for, for joining us. Thank you. This has been fun. Really, really appreciate the invite. Cool. Yeah, of course. Really. Uh, Andrea, we'll be talking Star Trek later, okay? Live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs>